This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv or streaming in beautiful audio at amiplus.ca. It's Friday. That means the news panel gets together. Let's welcome in the panelists, Joita Gupta and Michelle McQuig. Hello, Joita. Hello, Dave. And good morning to Michelle. Good morning to you both. Let's jump right into this. The federal government has agreed to set a $100 million yearly cap on payments that Google will be required to make to media companies when the Online News Act takes effect later in the year. John Kennedy offers a bit of context. The Online News Act compels tech giants to enter into compensation agreements with news publishers for content that generates revenue for companies such as Google by appearing on its sites. Broadcasters and French language and indigenous news organizations would join newspapers in being eligible for the deals, with draft regulations suggesting the amount of money would be linked to the number of full-time journalists on staff. A formula in the government's draft regulations to implement the bill would have seen Google contribute up to $172 million to news organizations. Federal Heritage Minister Pascal Saint-Ange sees the deal as a big win. Our deal is it's transparent. It's $100 million that doesn't exist right now in the system. It's new money, new revenue. It's good for the new sector. And the other thing is, if there is a better deal struck elsewhere in the world, Canada reserves the right to reopen the regulation. Saint-Ange wants this deal to set a template for negotiations with Meta. This shows that uh, this, uh, this legislation works, that it's equitable, uh, and now it's on Facebook to explain why they're leaving their platform to disinformation and misinformation instead of sustaining our new system and participating in, our news, in, the, in the viability of our new sector. Okay, so that's the setup in broad strokes. Joita, what do you want to explore here? a topic we've talked about, I think, a couple of times on this panel, so it won't come as a surprise to people who listen regularly that we are revisiting this decision. Uh, we have, many of us, seen the impact of Facebook uh, removing news media from our news feeds, that, which look very different than they did um, same time last year, for example. And this conversation about the Online News Act happens at a time when the Canadian news media landscape is changing in some very significant ways and is in some respects in a period of decline. We've heard about journalists getting laid off. We've heard about the demise of local media and uh, many publications having to sh close their doors permanently because they can't sustain themselves. And a lot of it comes down to the diversion of traditional ad revenue from our traditional sources of print, television, and radio, and away from those to these online platforms. And so the Online News Act really became a way to try and level the playing field, but 
Meta, that is Facebook and Instagram and so have what have you, as well as Google, weren't just going to take that lying down. And so you really look at this back and forth between social media giants and the Canadian government. It's not the first government, nor will it be the last to engage in this particular tango. But I think it's good to reflect on how far we've come in this particular um, tussle, for lack of a better word, who, if anyone, is an obvious winner. And as you pointed out so beautifully, what does this mean for additional negotiations with Meta? And if you really want to broaden the scope of our discussion, is this really going to be a game changer for Canada's media? Yeah, all three of those questions worth exploring. Michelle, it's obviously a little early to understand who might truly be a winner on this one, but I'm going to take the uh, very unusual position where I'll sit on the fence and actually say, this is actually a win-win. I think the federal government comes out of this looking good. I think Google comes out looking good. And I think the media companies that are going to get a couple extra dollars in their pocket are going to feel good too. Like, I think I think right now, as of today, December the 1st, 2023, this is a win-win-win across the board for everybody okay you know i i can i can roll with that one because it's i i'll reserve though the right to change my mind because oh, so do i so much <laughs> we, we, we there's a ton we don't know including what the basic regulations of the online news act are going to look like yeah those are due to be released later this month so it's it's quite soon that they're expected uh so those details could totally change my answer but right now yeah i'd be inclined to agree with maybe a few fewer points to the government because essentially what they had to do to bring this deal to to the table was to cave on a lot of the things that they mm -hmm. were trying to hold out for google was really pushing for the central media fund model that's happened so what's going to happen is that 100 million dollars will be paid into one central fund that will be dispersed probably by payroll as john kennedy's clip indicated uh that was something that the government the government wanted 172 million according to some reporting and they had so google has paying less they're getting the the, the kind of model that they wanted um they won more from this than the government that said the government was had taken a number of black eyes over this particular uh file and it was really really in their best interest and it would have been a glaring failure if they had managed to get news cut off for all canadians so there was really the impetus was really there for the government to land this fish and yeah. it looks like they did the, the government was went into this negotiation playing hardball and so did the social media and tech companies so did google and meta continues to play hardball mm -hmm. so so i i do take the grain of salt that you've thrown out there michelle saying google got a lot of wins here but ultimately if the goal of the federal government was to put money into newsrooms then more money is going into newsrooms and not an uns yes. not an unsubstantial amount of money no, that's extremely true. But I will point out one other thing, too, on the winner's file is that one of those winners at the moment looks to be CBC. If you're going by this payroll model, uh, CBC basically accounts for the bulk of journalism employment in Canada, and they stand to get a third of the pie at this moment. Yeah, the minister that's... has since come out and indicated that that's probably that might not stand. Uh, again, so many things we don't know, and she's indicated that she's aware at least of that particular particular uh, potential discrepancy but mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. i mean like there's <laughs> the win or lose question is a bit more complicated and i keep throwing <laughs> I keep throwing no, no, no. water on it but yes you know at the end of the day though dave i think you're right and win-win at this exact moment is fair yeah, Juita, again, I, I know that it's not exactly the spiciest media take in the world to say that everybody walks away from this feeling pretty good but i do feel like everybody walks away from this feeling pretty good yeah at first blush that's certainly the impression that i get as well but i 
I like Michelle will hold off on chugging champagne and, you know, launching a celebration because there is <laughs> quite a bit that we don't know. Um, and, and the devil is often in the details. And again, just as Michelle very uh, rightly pointed out, what the government ended up getting was a cap of $100, $100 million, which does fall short of what they'd originally asked of uh, Google, uh, which is $172 million. And the dollars and cents really do matter in this instance. We're talking about the livelihood of, of journalists. We're talking talking about the viability of our news media. And in its original proposal, Google said we would be willing to compensate Canadian media up to $100 million. Yeah. So, you Can, know, right out the gate, they get what they had but wanted. Joita, I don't mean to interrupt in a rude way, though, but if they don't reach a deal, they would have gotten zero. This zero is dollars. my point. So this true. is my point. Yeah. No, you know, that, that, that's exactly where I was going with this. So, yes, I mean, the other way to look at this is that had the government not raised the issue at all, then there would be nothing on the table because certainly Google uh, or Meta, for you know, in a different example, like I said a few minutes ago, aren't exactly rolling over to hand over money. So it it is an important step. And it, and it is worth noting that the Canadian government isn't closing the door on negotiations with Google either. If a better deal is struck elsewhere, they reserve the right to reopen con a conversation yeah. with Google. Yeah. So this is a really important step to say that if another jurisdiction manages to finagle something better, uh, we may in, in fact end up seeing a change to the deal that they've struck with Google. There is one loser in this, at least if you listen to some individuals in the independent media space. There's been a lot expressed by smaller media companies or independent media companies that feel they're not going to get any of this pie and have been left out of this conversation. So that is something over the course of the next three weeks when the actual regulatory framework comes out that will need uh, sincere close attention because one yeah. of the concerns here is that a lot of this money is going to go to corporate media. Yeah, I think that's a no. very fair concern. The other one that I want to raise, too, is the full-time employee model. Um, yeah, of course, a lot of outlets have a number of full-time employees, but a lot of them don't. A lot of them rely on freelancers and part-time employees, so their profile on, in the news ecosystem might appear to be larger than the government will consider it when it comes time to hand out that money. So yeah. that's another area that I'll be watching pretty closely. I think there's some self-evidence to this question, so let's not dwell on it too long. But how could this deal end up serving as an indicator on the meta deal, the deal, the negotiations that are going on with uh, Facebook and Instagram, Juita? It may or may not. I mean, uh, at at one point, Google and Meta versus the government was. Uh, in very simple terms, the discussion that we were having, but now Meta is the last man standing. So the fact that Google negotiated a deal means that Meta might be more willing to come to the table and work something out with the government. With that said, when you think about Google, uh, which did not pull Canadian news from um, its search engine, there may have been a fear that if they did pull Canadian news content from Google, then um, Canadians would simply turn to their competitors for news. So I don't know if the same argument holds for Meta, which now owns Facebook and Instagram, and I think also WhatsApp. They do. You know, don't. They yeah. Do. So there you go. That's three yeah. big ones, right? So I feel that compared to Google, in some respects, they have a great deal of hegemony in the social media space. And I don't know if there's been oodles of people who've left Facebook or uh, abandoned WhatsApp because they don't get news anymore. So I oh, think, okay. Well, you know, what, it, WhatsApp's a messaging software. Like you can still share, share yeah, news articles okay. on WhatsApp. Yeah. I'm, but my point is you, you can't, I, I don't see a mass exodus uh, because people don't get 
news media on there on Facebook anymore, right? And so I don't know. If <laughs> it's actually made Meta, my it's actually made my Facebook experience better. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but it's true. And and then that's the part, and that's the part that makes me think that maybe it's not a simple slam dunk where Meta's going to say, "Oh, geez, okay, well, Google rolled over and handed over hundred million dollars. Maybe we need to cough up as well." So that's what makes that's what makes it a yeah. That that's it, Michelle. I think there's an element here where like the news tab on Google, even for Joe Everyman or every person, is a useful thing. News being off my Facebook and Instagram, it's 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 made a lot of people in my life who are journos um, upset in terms of them sharing their work. But the experience as a user has actually been better. There's less toxicity on my Facebook. Right. Yeah. No. Noted. And and I, you know, I. I'm on Facebook so little these days that I can't say I've seen it that much, but it's it's I notice it as well. I, I do know people who are quite upset about the lack of ability to share Canadian news on Facebook, but I don't really see. I don't know on the template question. I'm 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 a little pessimistic about this. We've now been going for what five or six months now without Canadian news. I'm sure it's not affecting Meta's bottom line. They've gotten used to this is their new status quo. They say this is the only way they can, quote, reasonably comply with the legislation. They see they genuinely see this as their only option at the moment, at least that's how they're positioning it. And the government is, has not moved on the main issues that Meta has been calling for. So could yeah. the, te the Google one reopen the template and maybe give Meta something to point to as a workable model? Maybe. But certainly, based on the tone coming out of both parties right now, they sound like they're about as far apart as ever. So yeah. I'm not super optimistic about that. The, the thing that maybe offers a little bit of a case for moving a deal forward with Meta, again, is the idea of capping, right? One of the initial concerns brought up by the social media companies was proportionality of payments, that if there's more quantitative posting by people that we don't control, we don't want to have to pay them uh, an infinite number of dollars. So I think even just the idea of putting a cap somewhere and saying, we're looking at something more resembling a flat fee might at least increase the appetite. But again, Meta has actively moved away from being a news disseminator, not just in Canada, but around the world. They, they made that big push after the 2016 election in America and then realized, oh gosh, this is a lot harder than we thought it would be. And uh, they've somewhat tried to get away from that model, at least somewhat so. Okay, here's the last question. And again, it's big and broad and probably uh, deeply unfair because we only have about three or four minutes to really dive into it. But does a deal like this really change the media landscape in Canada? Michelle, my instinct is no, because I still just see a lot of like haphazard work in uh, broadly in our industry that is sort of like labeled as journalism. And I think that inwardly Canadian media still needs to focus on doing qualitatively a better job. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't see this as a game changing maneuver. I do think it will be uh, significant and helpful to specific outlets. Uh, if that means that those outlets are able to hire more, I do see some potential upside there, maybe getting reporters into geographic regions that yes, are underserved at the yes. moment, that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, but again, as with a lot of this conversation, a lot will depend on how that money is deployed. And then, of course, it comes down to how the individual outlets choose to use it. So it's really difficult to predict any kind of broader impact. But do I see this as the silver bullet that's going to magically fix the industry? No, I don't. <laughs> that said, I, I, I certainly welcome the development because, you know, as you both pointed out, this is $100 million that was not available before. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Again, Michelle, I'm, I'm going to go to something that you mentioned and John Kennedy mentioned in his report. The idea that some of the money distribution is going to relate to the number of journalists on staff and not the number of people in marketing departments or human resources departments or accounting departments. Like, that matters. If that even changes the impetus and priority of a news agency to yes. bring in more journalists and more broadcasters, mm -hmm. that, to me, can be a positive impact. Uh, but I will I, also say hurrah to including broadcasters. You mentioned that. And that was a concern for a while that broadcasters wouldn't see a big piece of the pie. And it's great that, that they are being included. I'm a little self-interested in the way that I say that. But that's, uh, but that's just where <laughs> no, I'm No, but be. really. Like, radio, radio matters. So oh, great. Yeah. Like, uh, and, keep it up. And local, and local radio has been getting uh, destroyed for about two or three years in, in a bunch of even really big markets in the country. So, uh, yeah, local media, local radio definitely matters, too. Uh, yeah, Joita, so I, I, I think that the people who are already doing great journalism, the uh, agencies and companies that are already doing great journalism and great commentary and great broadcasting, they will continue to do so. And maybe it improves the viability a little teeny smidge, but I don't see this as a big ground-shaking change to the landscape. Me either. And if you look at the numbers, just in terms of print media, bearing in mind that 80% of ad revenue uh, in Canada now goes towards social media, uh, if you just look at the the print media side of things in 2018, uh, print media got about $1.5 billion in, in ad revenue. And that had whittled down to $934 million by wow. 2020. So just two years from then. And, and, and if you, if you continue to observe that trend and the shrinkage may have increased, um, you know, not several years on from that, it's almost 2024. So, while $100 million seems like a lot of money to the average person, uh, it doesn't really close the gap, I think is the question that we need to be asking. Uh, the drain on advertising revenue has been tremendous. And it really is a question worth asking whether, you know, yes, we'll have a few silver linings in the sense that they might hire more journalists or continue to do great work. But it has so fundamentally altered the landscape of Canadian media that it's not going to really be a turning point, uh, as many people might have hoped. Yeah. But again... $100 million that we didn't have before is is nothing to scoff at. Yeah. The, the sands have shifted, but this is at least a minor oasis. There you go. A little bit of poetry on the way out. Oh, Joita, oh, Michelle, thank done. you. Well, I do what I can. <laughs> Coming up after the break, a quick conversation around Vancouver. Vancouver City Hall is introducing enhanced security measures for people attending council meetings. It begs the question, how do you balance the security of elected officials and the public's access to them? This is the Now News Panel on AMI-tv. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.